Hi, I'm Marika and welcome to Money Chill Out. On this podcast, I want to dive into the world of the often unspoken topic of money. Effective personal finance management can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. After a 10-year career on trading flows in London, I want to help demystify the intimidating world of finance and have an open, honest and frank conversation. By opening the discussion, I wish you identify yourself, learn, be inspired and get empowered. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversation on money, mindsets, investment habits and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. And when you're ready to go further in mastering your finances, come and work with me on a one-to-one coaching. You'll grow your awareness, move on with your projects, and have an accountability buddy to track your progress. Today, it's an honor to welcome Alex Doranti, the person behind The Ladies Bank, an information website dedicated to women's financial needs. After seeing so many of them kept away from financial matters in a private banker role, she decided to do something about it and launched a free content platform back in 2016. Thanks to varied characters and the issues they may encounter throughout their lives so that you can relate, her goal is to make you want to play an active and positive role in your finances. This initiative is a way of giving back time and knowledge So let's get inspired by this amazing woman and a well-established project she sees as a kind of charity. So hi, Alex. So nice to speak to you. How are you? Good, and you? Yeah, great, great. I'm super excited for our discussion. So thanks so much for taking the time. It's actually been a while. I'm reading all your articles and I find them of great quality. They're accessible. They always seem to be up to date with the economic environment or like the time of the year. And they provide answers about specific subjects you may or may not have thought about. So definitely for financial matters, you're one of my go-to websites. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much. That's very nice. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? So you're a private banker at Odo. Can you tell us how you got there and what motivates you in your job? Okay, I was at Dauphine and I finished in 2010. And then I went in London in order to work on a trading floor and I was selling and pricing structured products till uh, all the floor were closed. And then I realized I wanted to continue to work in finance, but have more impact on the economy and the real life and not create money with money. That's why I decided to work in uh, on wealth management. And then I finally moved to France because it was easier to work with your own tongue and with your network, uh, initial network. That was uh, easier for me. And I started to work at uh, Odo BHF in uh, October 2013. And then uh, as a junior first, and then I was a senior banker, then a banker, then a senior banker, and now I'm a team manager. So I work with uh, other private bankers in order to um, deal on our client uh, purpose and needs uh, on the short-term basis, but as well on the long-term one. And we are organizing all their finance and wealth so they can uh, focus on their job. And uh, usually I work with uh, entrepreneurs. So they have a very 
huge impact on economy and me I'm helping them to, to keep focus on it stay focused and even though you deal with wealth like all day long as an individual are you 100% at ease with your money yes 100% maybe not but yes I'm aware of the fact that uh, we absolutely needs to focus on how much money do we have every month how much money do we use every month and how can we try to save a bit of money inside and uh, try to prepare the next years. So in your job, you're helping wealthy clients. They have minimum 1 million euros of assets. When you get to that level, what kind of questions or supports do you need? It's a bit a tricky question because if you live in France, financial tax is uh, the lead question. You need to focus first on it and then you can do anything. Of course, for example, I know we work in Germany and they are different, but they are still important. And then the idea is to understand for them how much money do they need? Do they need the money, actually, you know, on a short-term basis? If not, we can take more risk. Are they able to handle the risk and though the volatility? And in this case, we can try to put on or to invest on financial markets and private equity. And as well, regarding the return that they need, the idea is not always to have the better return, but the return that suits you, that suits your needs and suits your ability to handle the volatility. And that's our job, you know, to exactly be able to make them focus on what do you really need. Do not try to invest everything and the most riskier investments or because sometimes, for example, for private equity, they are not liquid at all. So it's a huge risk if something happens in your life, you won't be able to take back your money. But of course, the return is really interesting. So our job is to prepare the client to this question, deal with the percentage and find the right envelope to put these different kind of assets. I'm not a millionaire, so not dealing with this kind of situation, although I'm just trying to know exactly how much money I'm trying to, I'm using every month and how can I deal and what can I do with the one I want to keep on side. I'm doing a bit of private equity, a bit uh, investing on the markets, I'm buying, uh, you know, real estate. Yeah. And I didn't know actually that private equity you could enter. I thought like the minimum investment was like pretty high. So I never even considered it for myself. Uh, no, uh, the minimum investment is uh, 1,000 euro. Okay. So you can enter and it's uh, on fund. So it's very diversified. So the mm -hmm. risk is less risky than just giving, you know, 1,000 euro to a neighbor who launched you know, a new project and you can you want to, to be part of it. That's love money. We can do it as well, but the risk is much higher. Sometimes it's more interesting because you can be invested in the, the company, you can give advice and you feel more useful. But it's uh, much more risky than uh, going through funds, FCP. Interesting. I keep that in mind. <laughs> Thanks. So who are your clients in terms of age and sex and yeah, social backgrounds, I would say? Mainly entrepreneurs are uh, top managers of uh, huge companies. I have uh, 
both women and men. Even if I uh, launch a ladies' bank on the side of Odobehf, uh, you know, it's a, a services in Odobehf. Mm-hmm. But still, we see more women <laughs> taking care of their wealth, but I don't have any women. So how do you link your work experience with the onsets of the Ladies' Bank? Did you do any assessments maybe on women's wealth and the implication? Did you notice something was missing? Or When I arrived at uh, Odo BHF in 2013, I realized that even if uh, there were 45% of uh, the clients that were women, we were seeing I don't know, maybe 80% of men's uh, during meeting and appointments. It was really interesting for me because I never realized that it was such a hard subject for the women. That's really interesting. So what does it mean? Like if you have nearly like half-half clients, men and women? Ah, but- they are sending other people from them. You know, for example, uh, brothers, father, lawyer, they make them deal with their money. But now we can see much more women than before because we realized that after that, we decided to launch something within OBHF regarding uh, financial wealth for women. And we've seen uh, maybe 200 women during two years asking them, what do you need? Why aren't you interesting in your finance? Of course, it was always wealthy women. That's our job. And basically, they told us, the way you are talking to us, we feel that everything has been made for men. I'm not interested in how much money would I win. Is this friend the best one of the 2021? Uh, All these things. And so we we said, okay, so what are you interested in? I'm interested in uh, financing my children's studies. I'm interested in being able to help my parents when they will, won't be able to take care of themselves. I'm interested in having um, a bit more money when I will be uh, retired you know, every month to prepare the, the future to uh, buy a house. So basically, we realized that they were focused on uh, objectives in their lives. Mm, Much more practical, yeah. Exactly. So if you don't talk about finance through this perspective, then it's not interesting for her. And that's why we decided to look at wealth management through another perspective women's perspective, women eyes, we said. And we wanted to say, okay, in your life, there is basically you know, different steps you are going through. And for each step, you've got some uh, issues and you are raising it and you want to find solution. For each step, we're going to give you solution. We're going to give you tips in order to help you to organize your money and prepare the future. And what is very important in all of this uh, organization is to give meaning to your wealth. For them, it's really important. It's not about, you know, having the two best funds in your portfolio. It's why am I doing that? Because I want my children to be able to buy, you know, flat 
when they will be 30. Now it's very, very complicated because real estate is very high. So I want to give them this opportunity. That's mm -hmm. why I will organize when I will receive my bonuses, when I will sell my company, I will organize my wealth in order to be able to trust me a lot, uh, you know, organize better for them and for them to have a better future. Mm -hmm. Super interesting. So it's really about real life situations. Do you think as well education is needed? Yes, it's a bit of shame because in France, there is only 30% of the people who are able to understand well to the question if you have 100 euro and uh, you invest it to 3% after a year, how much money do you have? Only 30% of the population is able to answer this question. So as well, there is a, a lot of education issues. So it should be started soon, very early. That's why we decided to give advice starting from the day one when you are winning money and uh, when you have got some bonuses or extra money to make on side. To, uh... Yeah, yeah. And do you think as well it's um, kind of reassuring that, let's say, your woman targeting other women? can be, but I think that the main issue is uh, being empathetic. You know, if uh, you listen to the needs and you start not pushing any product, but just listening to the needs of the client, then it will be much more easier for women mainly to be able to trust you. And uh, we've done, you know, the tests a few years ago, asking bankers, if you've got 30 minutes, what would you say? And a new person, meeting a new person, new potential new client that you don't know, what would you say? And there is very few of them who said, I'm going to listen to her or to him and ask questions about them. A lot of them, they were saying, okay, chef is blah, 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 blah. You know, 30 minutes later, you're like, okay, you never ask questions. Do they need all this information? Are they interested in what you are saying? So basically, it's the purpose of our job. And this is why we will never be replaced by internet or computers is because you need to touch the heart of the person first. And half percent of our job is psychology in order to be able to understand very well what are the needs. Mm -hmm. Because there is some need that you can't say. If you want a divorce, if you want to change your life, if you're ill, you don't feel confident enough to share it with anyone. But it will have such an impact on your organization. So we are like doctors. If you want to receive good advices, you need to tell us everything. Yeah, I like it. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, you need to know your client. For this, you need to listen. And with what you grab from their wants and needs, you propose like a met-to-measure solution for them, for their need and purpose. So that's good. So running a financial media, you have lots of financial knowledge, but being a writer is pretty different. So how do you find it? writing all those articles? Do you, do you write yourself or do you have a team behind you? Uh, no, we've got a, such a huge team. 
of tax advisors. We've got someone helping us to give a tone, you know, uh, really nice and easy uh, to read. Yeah. Because it was really important for us to make sure that what we are dealing with technical issues, uh, there is a lot of details. And the easiest way is to give every detail. But we really wanted to think about it differently. So it was easier to have someone to help us to rewrite and rethink our job and saying, I don't need to give all the details. I just need to make people think about all the solutions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And probably having someone who's specialized in the writing as well between articles you keep the consistency so it really makes sense. yes as well of course so one thing personally i love about your articles is that you really learn from them so you often give statistics a bit of background info so that you really understand the big pictures i find it as well that it's the right balance between being specific and putting things into context so how do you get all that data well we do a lot of research which is very important in our jobs. As well, there is a lot of banks who are doing research, so we are using them. And then in order to have ideas, it's our daily job. I've got like between four to six meetings per day. Maybe I'm interacting with the 15 clients every day. So I have a lot of ideas, of issues, of you know, every day. One person is now much calling me a lot <laughs> in order to, you know, raise an issue. And it's always different because the background are different. That's why it's very interesting. So it gives us a lot of ideas in order to write new articles. Mm -hmm. So it's really from like your real life situation with your client that you take. Yeah, cool. Can you tell us a bit more like now that the Ladies Bank has been founded in what, 2016? So it's been more than five years. Can you give us some numbers? So I don't know if you have the number of articles that you've published or maybe an audience number. I know that we published more than 500 articles, which is very I would say easy because sometimes you've got to rewrite articles every year because the tax law is changing. So the rules are changing. And as I said, in France, everything is based on tax law. So we rewrite a lot of articles, taking it from scratch, but uh, with the main ID. And in terms of traffic, I don't have the figures, I'm sorry. Okay, no worries. So how do you measure your success? Like, can you see which article was most read or like the kind of theme that really interests your audience? Yes, that's how we, we've seen that uh, people were more interested in testimony than explanation about one thing, one product. Or, that's why we are focusing on testimony. And basically, our audience is very large because there is young people, students who are reading us a lot. It's really good because the youngest you grab this kind of info, the more time you have to actually act on it. And the idea, main idea of Ladiesman was, you know, giving simple advice. And you don't have to be a millionaire in order to follow Ladies Bank advice. Mm -hmm. It's for everyone. And actually, there is a half of the audience is men only reading this website. That's great. That's great. <laughs> no, I love it. So your content for the moment is all free. Have you ever thought about monetizing? Oh, you know, 
we've never thought about monetizing. It's exactly what you said at the beginning. It's a question of education. I realized that I was very lucky because I studied finance and I was interested in finance. But and it's such an important thing in your life. You know, money, you, you can't you can say, okay, I, I won't deal with my money. It's so important. So I'm lucky because it's my job. That's why I want to share it with everyone. And when we decided to launch Ladies Bank and we, we discussed it with Odobe HF, it was a part of a, you know, a huge project. And we've won the ability to launch Ladies Bank. But our first step was to say, we want it to be open to everyone because we think it's so important for everyone to know that, that we want the website to be free. And then after we organize events for our clients based on the contents of the ID we raise and everything. So it's good for the, the, the bank as well, of course. But I like the mentality that it's really for sharing and to redistribute like knowledge that you've learned. And again, because it is so such an important subject. So after all these years, what have you got from it? What the main thing that you've learned or some of the things that you're the proudest of? Being able to do it on the side of my job. I'm very proud to have done it because it was not that easy to work with anyone, to have always the energy. So it's always, you know, finding new inspiration. We've stopped every event since uh, the COVID, so in March 2020. And uh, now we are thinking of relaunching everything. And I, was, I really had to, to think about it because it's such a huge work. When we organized events, it was always, you know, uh, with a so nice spirit. Everyone was sharing, you know. They were wealthy women. They were lawyers. They were startups. They were, you know, uh, top managers. Everyone was sharing on the on the subject. Such a nice uh, environment to work. So uh, to recreate this online it might be a bit difficult. So uh, I'm pretty happy. And sometimes people are saying, oh, you should have done this on side of AutoBHF. Because I think now someone launched something like that in the United States and she became very uh, wealthy. But I'm always saying I had enough confidence working on Ladies Bond because I always had a job on the side. And plus, I have all the experts of AutoBHF helping me make them participate to my events or helping me writing articles. So for now, I think uh, it was such an interesting uh, adventure, a really huge experience in my life. Yeah, and a huge involvement as well. Like, Do you know how much hours per week or per month did, did you spend on that project? Like, it's Sometimes it was half of the time of the, my time during the week. Sometimes it was just 10%. So it has been moving a lot. As well, I did a lot of conferences because uh, I wanted to explain or give tips to a women association. So they started to ask us to do conferences. No, well done on this. It's really impressive, especially having a full-time job, like a pretty big one, being a manager, you're doing really well. That's good. But it has been inspiring me as well. And plus, I'm a, I'm a commercial. So basically, I'm a salesperson. I need to be always focused, you know, on my objectives. 
And at some point, it helped me to have something else, you know, mm. to say, okay, the life is not always, you know, yearly objectives. And uh, so it gave a bit of uh, purpose in your life as well. You know, you, I'm not only doing my job, I'm trying to change things. Yeah, to bring financial literacy, to bring knowledge, to inspire people. Yeah, lots of things. So to keep it for the end, I always ask like a last question. So your personal finances seem to be like pretty well, which means you probably apply your client's advice for yourself at your level. But what is the one principle that you would recommend everyone to do? First thing first, know how much you use every month and every year. And of course, how much you have, because some people don't know how much they get paid, for example. So first thing first, how much are you get paid? How much do you have on your account every month? And then how much do you use? And force yourself to save money. Just save it. Just put it on an on account on the side to use it for holidays or everything. Make yourself able to follow this without saying, oh, I have no idea, no clue how much money do I have? How much money do I use? Because it's like that, even if you start with 100 euro or 50 euro per month, it's always saving money. It's always being able to deal with your finances. And then if you feel confident with this, then you will be able to use these savings to either deal with your holidays or then invest it for the future on a much longer term perspective. So basically, knowledge is power. You need to know your numbers and yeah, 100%. And sometimes people you know, don't know how much they pay for you know, electricity or for their phones or you, know, you can save a lot of money. There are automatic uh, things on your account and you realize that, oh, Netflix is getting it's 10 euros per month and I'm never going on Netflix. Do I need it or not? Oh, this is an insurance that I don't even use. Okay, I'm, I'm closing it. And you have to organize it because uh, me, I love a lot of subscriptions. So sometimes I'm like, okay, what do I use? What do I stop? And you're saving little by little, but it's still something. Yeah. And again, you need to know in order to be able to know what actions you can take. So, And you will be able to, to feel much more confident you know, in your future, if you know that you are preparing everything, because we are all saying that us, we won't have anything when we will be retired. So you've got to get ready. And it's not always about having big figures to save. It's just about organizing yourself and share information with your partner. It's very important because you can have ideas and it's great to build a strategy together. Yeah, communication mm. and being aligned on values and projects. And yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for your wise advice. I really like it. And thank you so much for this chat. Really impressed by what you do, especially as a side activity with no other aim than sharing and giving. It's uh, really impressive. And I'm very happy to connect with passionate people who have the same goal of starting a discussion and financially empowering women. So thank you so much. All the best and take care. Thank you, Maka. <laughs> Ciao. So that's the end of this episode. I hope you're as enthusiastic as I am. You can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com. And if you like this podcast, 
please subscribe and spread the word. Thank you.